Don't you have to go to Santa Clara? Yes, I do. Uh, we're going to head right after nine o'clock. Okay. So head out Santa of, Clara, you know. Kind of in a time crunch a little bit. Well, not Santa Clara. We're going to Santa Cruz. Oh, Santa, Santa Clara Cruz. is where the Niners, the uh, Levi Stadium is. Santa Cruz is uh, it's further south, probably 45 minutes south of San Jose, Santa Clara. So, Bro, so Santa Cruz sounds like a surfer town. Is it? Is it a beach town? Yeah, definitely. You know they have the boardwalk there? I did the not Santa Cruz that. boardwalk with Ferris wheels, like roller coasters, stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. The movies, The Lost Boys, were filmed was filmed there. So here we go with the Lost Boys, man. This yeah, guy's obsessed boys. with the Lost Boys. Man, I'm surprised you haven't seen the movie, dude. I bet Dylan has. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, he know. probably has. He watches a lot of film. He's a film That's true. aficionado. Yeah, not old. From from one lost boy to another, from the uh, the Cowboys to the minor 49ers, I've got our resident Winer 49er here, Chris Little himself. Chris. Bang, bang, Niner game. <laughs> Chris, man, for everybody who doesn't know you, this is my friend Chris Little who lives in California. He is a diehard 49ers fan. He's been rooting for this franchise for a long time through all the bad years and the good years. Chris, what's up, man? How are you doing today? Man, I'm doing well, Rob. Doing well. How about yourself? I'm great, bro. I'm in Memphis. You know, this is where we met, uh, 2009. You were you were my first friend in Memphis. Fun fact for everybody: um, Chris was the first person that I knew outside of family when I moved to Memphis. First person to speak to me. We met at Texas Roadhouse, and I'm back, bro. I'm back in Memphis. I'm visiting my uh, stepdad and my brother for a birthday, and I'm excited to talk to you because it's America's Game of the Week. I'm just happy to chop it up with you. I want to talk about this game and about your team and how excited people are for what the Niners have been able to accomplish. Oh, I'm excited as well, Rob. Uh, well, you know, it's a classic matchup, of course, you know, going back to the seventies, actually, uh, the Niners weren't any good then, but, uh, you know, the eighties, it kind of took off after the catch in 81. We all know how, how that ended, how that went. So, then in the 90s, you know, it kind of amped up a little bit more. You know, Troy Aikman, Steve Young, Jimmy Johnson, you know, George Seifert. Uh, man, who had some battles in the 90s. It was great. Iconic battles, bro. Iconic battles. There's nothing better than watching the Niners and the Cowboys. You guys have been rivals for a long time. You know, the Cowboys claim they're America's team. But really, you know, what's more American than what you just said? San Francisco, George Seifert, Joe Montana, Steve Young. <clears throat> Uh, there's something about watching the red and gold. I told you this, the red and gold against the white and blue and silver. Like it's just, it's iconic, man. And you guys both have had hall of fame receivers, hall of fame quarterbacks. And now we're looking at, you know, arguably one of the best rushing offenses in the NFL up against one of the best passing offenses in the NFL. You know, how do you see that matchup going into Saturday's game or Sunday's game? Sunday's game, uh, I, well, it depends on which Niner team shows up. Uh, well, first and foremost, it depends on how Jimmy G plays. If the 49ers can come out and dictate the game, rush the ball, punch him in the mouth, uh, you know, 
play action passes, make it third and short over third and long. So we'll uh, see how that goes. I know, let's see, the Cowboys, you don't know what you get with them. Nope. They're, they're a team that can beat anyone, but they can also lose to anyone. I mean, it depends on how Dak plays and their defense. Their defense is pretty solid, too. I mean, they're an aggressive defense. They have a lot of speed, a lot of athletes on that defense. Not so much physical, though. Right. That's the thing. I don't, I don't think they can match the physical and the physicalness and the intensity of the Niners. No, nobody can. You know, nobody can. You guys, you guys are physical on both sides of the ball, both sides of the line of scrimmage. The D-line is, you know, when you have Nick Bosa, you have a joker card. You basically have a trump card up your sleeve at all times. You can't block him. You, you got to try to double team him. You got to hold the guy every single time. You send me like we should make a book of pictures and it's just Nick Bosa getting held and getting clotheslined because you will text me this all week long and the refs don't call any of it and he's still arguably the most feared pass rusher in the NFL. Uh, I think he is the best pass rusher in the NFL. I mean, he leads the NFL in tackles for loss and a double team rate. And it's, it all started back in 2019 in the Super Bowl. If you remember, you see that play where Mahomes hit Tyreek Hill. But in the background, you also see uh, whoever the offensive lineman was had Nick Bosa in the chokehold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh, he's, he's good. He's not just a pass rusher. Uh, no. Obviously, he leads the NFL in tackles for loss for a reason. He's, he stuffs the running game as well, which makes him unique. You know, not he's, too many pass rushers can do that. No, he is – yeah, he's so good at both. Like, basically imagine – you know, I wouldn't be surprised. Nick Bosa is the type of guy, Chris, if you put him at D-tackle and you were like, okay, I want you to be like – just be a Fletcher Cox or be a uh, – who's the big lineman that Georgia had, the big, the big D-lineman that just stands in the middle and stuffs the run? Like, Nick Bosa can do that. Like, it doesn't matter. He can do whatever you want. To be honest, if you wanted him to stand up and play, you know, off-ball linebacker, I wouldn't be surprised if he could do that. He could, man. He has a motor on him. He's nonstop. Yeah. He's good. And uh, and the 49ers, you know, after they lost Buckner, uh, I was like, man, I don't know how that's going to work for the line, but they put it together. Like, I think they're more well, well-rounded right now because, you know, I have uh, – Eric Armstead, they moved him back to the middle. So he's, uh, you know, bull rushing up the middle, which he did in college. So moving back to his natural position. So it's all working out. And you have Fred Warner in the middle, who, in my opinion, might be the best linebacker in the game, period. Definitely the best middle linebacker in the game, Fred Warner. Yes. I will co-sign that. I know you spot a lot of crazy shit when you and I talk, and I should record it because people really enjoy it, but you're not going to get an argument from me. Fred Warner is the best linebacker in the league, hands down. You know, Keekley is long gone and retired. Um, we've seen other guys come in. Sean Lee retired. Other guys that you could say were game-changing when they played, but there's not a linebacker more important to his team other than Fred Warner. Now, I know I'm going to piss off some Cowboys fans because of Micah Parsons, but, you know, he's being used as an edge rusher right now, which leads me to my next point. He's a problem. Your O-line's been he's solid. 
But Micah Parsons is a problem, and his speed and athleticism and that young hunger that he has to get to the quarterback, if he gets to Jimmy G, it could be a long night, man. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's he's a monster, man. He's athletic. He's fast. Uh, he has a knack for the ball. He gets to the quarterback, creates a lot of turnovers. Uh, but but. Uh, the 49ers, they have someone named George Kittle. Oh, who's okay. an animal, you know, in his own right. So, <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. It's going to be a great matchup. I, I think it might be uh, one of those welcome to the NFL type moments for Micah Parsons. I mean, I don't know how they're going to use him. Are they going to put him one on one against Kittle, try to neutralize him? Or are they going to strictly, you know, use him to pass rush? I don't know. I mean, you're going to have Debo, who's. You know, who's a bruiser. I mean, he can block. you can block. All the guys for the 49ers can block. Yeah. So, and Trent Williams is back. So, it's going to be fun. We're going to see uh, if they can stop Micah Parsons. But it's not just Parkins. They have Gregory, uh, Demarcus Lawrence. Uh, they have, what, Vander Esch in the middle. Trayvon Diggs, the rookie, who has, what, 11 interceptions this year? 11 picks? Yeah, something. Justin likes to hate on him all the time. He secretly loves Trayvon Diggs, so shout out Justin Stanley. But um, no, he's he's in, he's been insane. He's given up some yardage, but he's kind of playing he that, has. like that that Asante Samuel role. It's kind of you know Asante Samuel Senior. It's kind of like you can target him, but you're playing with fire because he might give up seventy yards, but he's going to intercept the ball at one of the most important times of the game if you throw it too much. So. You got to watch exactly. out. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, the way the Niners play, they don't throw it deep too often. So they're going to try to do a bunch of st- screens, slants, you know, get Debo and Ayuk an open field, you know. So yep. it's yep. going to be, it's going to be interesting. We're going to see. But I think Kittle's the X factor, factor, X factor in this game. Everyone's focused on D-ball. I hear it all over Sports Center, ESPN. Everyone's talking about D-ball. They're going to focus on him. So I'm pretty sure they're going to probably shadow him with Trayvon Diggs, which could be a good thing. I'm not sure. I don't know if uh, he can hold up physically against D-ball, but we'll see. Yeah, I don't know if anybody can. It's it's kind of crazy to see how Debo has evolved and how the offense has evolved. And that's a, that's a testament to Kyle Shanahan, Chris. You know, if people have listened to this, this podcast in the past, I started out the year being a closeted, not closeted, biggest 49ers bandwagon fan ever. Then you guys kind of struggled throughout the year. You had some injuries and I jumped off the ship publicly on the podcast. I said, I'm all off the ship. I'm not convinced what's wrong with this team. I don't believe in them. And then about four weeks ago, four or five weeks ago, as the podcast history will prove, I, I jump back on and I said, "This is one of the hottest teams out. They will punch you in the mouth. They'll punch you in the stomach. They love to block. They love to run. And there's nothing more demoralizing than what you guys did last week against the Rams in a game where you were down 17 points. One of the greatest comebacks that we've ever seen for a team in a do do or die game. The opposite of the Colts. You guys didn't fumble the bag." You guys absolutely beat the dog shit out of the Rams in the second half. And you did it by running the ball. Chris, you guys ran the ball like, what, 11 straight times at one point? Yeah, they did. They came out and just physically manhandled the Rams. And, you know, and it wasn't like for a 20-yard run, 30-yard run. They did it four yards, five yards, three yards. 
eight yards, eight yards, nine yards, just slowly just running it down their throats, which is what they did in the playoffs in 2019. I think in the two games combined, maybe Jimmy against the Packers and the Vikings, I think Jimmy G only had like, what, 16 pass attempts? (laughs) Yeah. And they scored like 30-something points in those games. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. But it's going to be a tough matchup. Uh, I'm kind of nervous. It depends on which Niner team shows up. Uh, Their secondary has been suspect this year, but over the past, what, five, six weeks, they've been much approved. They're getting healthier. They got Mosley back for this game. Yep. And they, they benched Josh McNorman, who was a penalty and <laughs> touchdown-allowing machine. And that guy, <laughs> which, you know, he's only a shell of his former self. He's getting old, so. Very old. Yeah, and what really hurt the Niners is I think it was week one or week two when uh, Jason Ferret went down. I think he tore his knee again. Yeah. And if you remember uh, last year, he was one of the highest rated corners in the league. So they really missed him a lot. But now they have Ambry Thomas, the rookie out of Michigan, starting. Okay. And Mosley. Who is back? Who's a solid corner? Yeah, you guys have a little oh. bit of stability on the back end. The Brett injury obviously hurt. Um, we'll have to see and and kind of see what they do with him in the off season. This is another significant injury. The guys battled through. This will be like his third major injury since 2016. You hate to see that the guy was absolutely on fire, but you know. It, this is the life of the NFL. It's a cruel sport. It's a brutal sport. It's very physical. It's violent. I go back and forth on whether or not I would actually let my kids play this game, man. I love watching it. It's a beautiful game, but it's dangerous. And the guys, these guys put their bodies and their lives on the line, and it's it's next man up. The NFL is a league of, you know, I don't care what you did last week. What have you done for me lately, and what can you do on Sunday? So Mosley coming back exactly. is a huge, huge step up for you guys, man. Um, like I said, if you guys have Mosley – Warner and Bosa at the three different levels. Okay. That solidifies you at those levels. Warner can run sideline to sideline, shoot the gap at blitz, uh, play off the ball, cover guys. I'm not worried about that. I don't think, you know, if the Cowboys try to do outlets to Dalton Schultz, I think they can cover him there. It will just be, you know, who is the X factor? If you guys Mm -hmm. handle Cooper well, well, will CeeDee Lamb be wide open? Now the Cowboys are dealing with the injury of their own with, you know, Michael Gallup getting injured who was in line to secure a big contract from somebody this offseason. You hate to see that, but it's can Cedric Wilson step up? Can he be the X factor against the 49ers? Because you just mentioned the one weak spot on your team, or two, excuse me, would be secondary and quarterback, depending on which version of Jimmy G shows up. So as we all know, Jimmy G is playing through a – but more or less a destroyed hand. Like he's got torn ligaments, I think, right, Chris? In his thumb? On yes, his hand? in his thumb. Yep, in his uh, throwing hand, his uh, so, right thumb. So he's fighting through this because he wants to win and because I'm sure the organization has come to him and been like, Jimmy, we know you need surgery, but we're just going to keep shooting you up. We need you. You are our best chance to make a Super Bowl run. He is because Trey Lance is far from ready. Far from ready. Plus, the Niners, uh, they want Jimmy to, Jimmy to do well 
so they can get more uh, out of a trade for him. So, yep. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. I think they should keep him for another year or two because Lance is far from ready. <laughs> Niners don't make the playoffs with Lance starting. I promise you that. I, I agree. I've been, you know, I was very excited for Trey Lance uh, early, and then I saw him play. You and I got to hang out, Chris, a couple of weeks ago. We watched him play on our phones because Pat Wilson is an evil person and wouldn't let us watch the Niners on the big screen. So <laughs> you and I watched the of Niners course. Cardinals game in the kitchen on your phone. Luckily, on my phone, nice, yep. <laughs> a nice little stand. And since we are true minor 49ers, we watched it on the phone on the island, ate some chips, and we watched Trey Lance come in and just get a welcome Stinked to up. the NFL show. Yeah, he stank. Yeah. He's terrible. So he needs time to develop. Sometimes exactly. guys need a couple of years. And with him being so young, uh, he seems like a good kid. The locker room seems to like him. But right now, the veteran presence of Jimmy G and the veteran head coaching of Kyle Shanahan is really, you know, keeping you guys in this playoff race. Well, Jimmy G, he's inconsistent. But, I mean, the fact is the Niners win with him. Like, when they don't have him, their record's uh, terrible. Let's be honest. But when they do have them, they're like 30-something and like 12 or 14. So, I mean, he's a winner. I mean, he's a yeah. de- he's definitely a winner. So, it depends on what Jimmy G shows up. In that Titans game, I was – I didn't know what was going on. I was like, what the hell are you doing, Jimmy G? Like, he missed tons of throws. He overthrew the ball. He threw interceptions. Pretty much single-handedly lost that game for the Niners against the Titans. But now we know why he he uh, I guess tore a ligament in his throwing hand in his thumb, which yeah. I've never had that type of injury. But I can only imagine that it sucks, <laughs> you know, trying to throw the ball. Yeah, <clears> but you know he go ahead. No, he got you know he kind of toughed it out in, during the in the Rams game uh, in the first half. You can tell it was bothering him. It was. Uh, Overthrowing the ball, not uh, he didn't look comfortable back there. Then in the second half, he came out. They established the run, and they just took him from there. So hopefully, he'll be okay. I just don't think. Uh, well, I think the Cowboys' their game plan is going to be to stop the run. I think they're going to constantly load the box, uh, make Jimmy beat you. You have so to. I think, yeah, you have to. So I think that's what they're going to try to do. And hopefully he, he plays well. And do not turn the ball over. That is key. If Jimmy G doesn't turn the ball over, I think the Niners win. And win handily. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. I think a lot of people are going to be really really big on the cowboys especially from a betting angle straight up Mm -hmm. maybe not so but everybody watched the cowboys decimate the eagles on uh on sunday and you know the whole all the media was just like dak prescott like congratulations you guys beat up on like the eagles second and third stringers Mm -hmm. okay like jalen hurts didn't play all these guys were out we literally benched our whole defense Congrats, you guys set a record in the 18th game of the season. Like, who cares? So exactly. since, since people are stupid and the betting public is stupid, they're all going to jump all over the Cowboys. And you know where I'm going to go. I'm going to take my money and run straight for the San Francisco line. I don't know what it is. I don't really care. 
I think they win this game straight up, and I think they win it by controlling the line of scrimmage. If you guys do what you did to the Rams, you're going to win. The best way to keep Dak and the Cowboys grounded from scoring points is to keep them off the field, man. And you can do that exactly. by consistently running the ball. There's nothing more demoralizing than having big, strong, physical bros push you around. And nobody wants Trent Williams to push you around for 60 minutes. I mean, it's just not no, fair. He's, he's probably the best offensive lineman in the game. <laughs> He's a he's a huge X factor, you know, and and yeah. George Kittle, I mean, he can block Best anybody. To be in the league. Yep. He can block Demarcus Lawrence one on one, and I think he can block Parsons one on one. I think it would be an exciting matchup. The the uh, hunger and the speed of Parsons would give him different types of trouble, but I'm not worried about it. That's the beauty that Kyle Shanahan has is. All of his guys can block, and including the receivers. I mean, you know, Debo can Don't block. Don't forget about. Block. Yeah, don't forget about the X Factor. One of them, that's Kyle Juszczyk, the best fullback yes. in the league. Yes. And he can, you know, catch the ball in the backfield. Uh, he's, he's, a, he's, he's a weapon. Uh, he's, he's a great blocker, too. So that's, that can uh, neutralize the defense. So, and keep in mind, the 49ers, since I think week nine or week eight, have the best record in the NFC. Yes, sir. I, mean, I think. Green Bay has the second best since then. So, you know, they're starting to get healthy and get into their groove. You guys are. You guys are hitting the groove at the right time. Um, You know, weather weather won't be a factor. This game is being played in Dallas, right? In in the Dome. So, you know, Dallas hosting a playoff game. uh, Shout out to those fans. That's that's cool for them. But listen – I don't really think that the 49ers care where they play. Uh, I don't think that Santa Clara gives them much of a home field advantage anyway. Um, no, their, their record's better on the road. <laughs> yeah, so the home field advantage is, is moot for them. Like they're gonna, If they're going to beat you, yep. they're going to beat you. Have you ever been to the new stadium yet, Chris? No, I have not. Uh, I wanted to go, but they charge an arm and a leg to get in. So I was like, eh. Yep. Yep, and they moved it. I heard when they built that new stadium, I remember talking about it years ago. They didn't they move it like pretty far outside the actual city? Like some people were upset about that. Yeah, it's not in the city. It's Santa Clara. Uh, Santa Clara is by San Jose. Okay. Okay. So maybe so we should call you guys the San Jose 49ers. Yeah, I mean it is Santa Clara. <laughs> it's a different but you know, maybe. Okay. The Bay Area Bums. <laughs> the Bay Area no. Bums. Yes, sir. Yep. <laughs> when's the last time you guys played the cowboys did you play them this year yet? man no okay. i forget the last time they played them in the playoffs the last time they played was a 94 uh nfc championship game wow. when Deion sanders was playing for the niners <laughs> okay yeah. like there were there were like 11 or 12 hall of famers in that one game yeah i think it was 27 years ago since you guys have met in the playoffs is what i read <laughs> That's Man, crazy. I'm getting old. <laughs> yeah, bro. We're both getting old. We're both getting old. So we know it has to be done. You know, hopefully hopefully this game isn't decided by the refs in some kind of weird wonky way, either blowing the whistle too much or not blowing it. I'd like to see these guys yeah. play. I don't want to see any fluky pass interference calls. Nope. I, I don't want to see one-sided holds called against the Niners, not the Cowboys. I want a fair, even exactly. game. Yes. I do as well. You know, let something slide, obviously. Let them be physical. Yes. You know, but they should uh, watch 
whoever's blocking Nick Balsa. Make sure they don't put him in a headlock like they normally do. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, the Niners, they're built for the playoffs. They're built for the road. Like they run the ball. They're physical. They they're, have a ferocious pass rush. Their defense is top five this year, even with the injuries in the secondary. Yep. Yep. And I think their pass defense is still ranked in the top five as badly as some of their corners have been beaten this year. I'm not surprised because pressure is the best answer when you have a suspect secondary and you guys are really good at creating pressures on the quarterbacks. So. Oh yeah, definitely. You guys. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, I don't think you guys have beaten the Cowboys in three meetings. So, you know, I'm a guy who likes to fade trends. So again, I would definitely jump on the, on the Niners to win this one. I actually don't know if you guys have beaten them since 2014 from what I'm seeing, which that's crazy. That is crazy. Uh, I mean, after 2014, they uh, got rid of Harbaugh and yeah. went through the Chip Kelly and Jim Tom Sula coaching phases. Wasn't a, that wasn't a good time <laughs> for 49er fans, I can tell you that. Not the best. If Chip Kelly's coaching your NFL team, you're you're down bad. You know? You're in trouble, yeah. You're definitely yeah. in trouble. Yeah. But, no, I see a lower scoring game than – people are going to think it's going to be high scoring. No, I think it's going to be kind of low scoring. I can see it being like 24-21 as the final. So you're expecting a nail-biter 24-21, and you think the Niners pull it off? Yes, Robbie Gold. One other thing, uh, we our punter's out, I think, so Robbie Gold might be punting and kicking. <laughs> Listen, whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't save that 25 minutes in and be like, oh, by the way, we can't punt the ball all game, so we're going to be going for it on fourth and ten. We are. They are going to punt the ball. They they did against the Rams. Robbie, Robbie Gold averaged like a 42.6-yard net on his punts. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, he did. The entire <laughs> like second half, he punted the ball. <laughs> it was Robbie Gold is Robbie better Gold than – Bobby goes better than half of the NFL punters. That's crazy. Yeah, it's insane. I was like, wow, Bobby Gold's punting the ball. And they moved use check because the punter was our uh, was our holder. So we lost our holder too. So use check had to hold the ball. And Robbie Gold punted. <laughs> Man, that's yeah. That is interesting punter, news. Yeah, when the punter went out, uh Wisniewski, whatever his name is, I was like, oh, great. Now we can't punt the ball. It's going to be fourth and 18, and Jimmy G is going to have to go for it. We're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you see it with, like, NFL teams that lose a, a kicker and don't have a good kicker in the game. You see it where they're ending up going for it on fourth and fourth and long, fourth and eight, fourth and ten, or, you know, on places on the field where they wouldn't. I forget which game it was. I watched one game this year where the NFL team didn't have their kicker, and it it changed the game. That yeah. team lost because they didn't have yeah. a kicker. Like, if they had been able to kick field goals that game, they would have won. So um, the punting game yeah, could become key in a battle of field position, you know? Exactly. It, it could. But hopefully, you know, the Niners, they just uh, stick to the game plan, keep running, do not abandon the run, keep running it, and turning that clock. Keep yes, Dak, Dak and company off the field. That's your recipe to win in the playoffs. Run the ball, play defense, stop them on third down, which is key. That's another uh, 
weakness the 49ers had during the regular season, getting off the field on third down. Like, you watched the Titans game, didn't you? Yeah, I did. That entire second half, A.J. Brown. It's like third and 12, first down, third and eight, first down. So they need to improve that, which they did in the second half of the Rams game. But yeah. the Cowboys' offense may be more explosive than the Rams. I don't know. That's hard to say. What do you think? Um, It just it depends, man. I mean, the Rams have yeah. Cooper Cup, and that's basically Cooper it. Cup, when, you have yeah. Amari Co- when you have Amari Cooper, Cooper and you have CeeDee Lamb, C. and you Lamb. have Don Schultz in the middle of the field opening mm-hmm. things up, he's, he's coming to his own. That, in my opinion, would be more explosive. Now, the Rams got Odell late in the season. He started to turn it on the past couple of games, but it was yeah. a little bit, you know, they're just now hitting their stride. It'll just it, – it, these teams couldn't be more different. Like, you know what I mean? They couldn't be more different. Shanahan oh, yeah. wants to run the ball, and Kellen Moore, you know, likes to air it out a little bit. And they have to because Zeke is not the same guy he was. He just – the guy has had so many touches in his career, had a great career, and he mm-hmm. just – you know, he's he's struggling to get 1,000 yards – Tony Pollard has more juice, more wiggle, so. Well, yeah, they do get Pollard back. And the running back's one of those positions where your shelf life in the NFL isn't that long. Maybe four to four to five years tops for most running backs. I mean, of course, you do have players that, you know, like Emmitt Smith, Barry Sanders, you know, Adrian Peterson. Peterson, who is still in the league, I believe, right? After what, like 10, 12 years? Frank Gore, but. You don't have too many guys like that, especially at the running back position. Other than the Niners and the Cowboys game, Chris, we've got so much NFL action that I'm excited about. That game's on Sunday, but we've actually got Saturday games. That's what makes the NFL so great in the playoffs. They spread out the games. You can basically get you a case of beer, get you some soda, whatever you like to do. Go home, hang out, hang out with the family, the kids, the dogs. Turn on the TV and not move for two straight days. So tomorrow we've got the Raiders going into Cincinnati to play the Bengals. Joe Burrow and that offense has been electric. Chris, who do you like in that matchup? Who day? I'm going to take the Bengals. I just think they're more talented. And Joe Burrow, he's going to be one of the next big things. So I think they take out the Raiders. 31 to 27. Okay, we even get a score prediction. I like that. I didn't even have to ask you for that. That was Al Natural, 31-27. That's 58 points. I think that's the over. Bengals games have been trending in that direction. They score a ton of points. And like you said, Chris, I just don't see the, the Raiders quite being able to hang. The Bengals have the better skill position players overall. I mean, you know, that's the idea. Raiders, they just – and, you know, I like Derek Carr. He's a, he's a great guy. Got the long hair going. He's got the swagger, but Joe Burrow is better than Derek Carr. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's he's elite. He is it's definitely uh, going to be one of the top top three quarterbacks in the league for uh, for a while for a long time. So, oh man, <laughs> I, I love to hear that. I love to see it. He is so much fun to watch. Uh, so you and I are both going to yeah, take is. the Bengals. Uh, what a way to start out the day, man! Who day? But then we've got another game, Chris. You and I talked about this a little bit. Uh, you know, I've followed the Patriots for years with Tom Brady. He's now gone. There's a new man in charge there. The Patriots going to Orchard Park to play the Buffalo Bills. And nobody circles 
The wagon's like the Buffalo wagon. Bills, baby. <laughs> that, <laughs> Except that's right. Josh like Chris Allen used to say. <laughs> yeah. Josh Allen. <laughs> Josh Allen <laughs> is my favorite player. Josh Allen was a Pro Bowl snub. He's my favorite quarterback. He's one of the top four quarterbacks in the league, in my opinion. A future uh, perennial all-star, just like Joe Burrow. So much fun to watch. But, Chris, this is the third time they're meeting this year. They split the season one and one. How do you see this third and most important matchup going now that we're in the playoffs between the Bills and the Patriots? Well, it's always hard to pick against a Bill Belichick coach team. But at this point in time, I just feel like Buffalo's just flat out the better team. So I think they're going to pull it off at home. Yeah. So give me Buffalo 24-21. 24, 21, 24. Okay. Yep. I, 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 I think Buffalo wins as well. I'm going to set up my tables. I'm going to jump through them. I am ready to party with Bill's Mafia. I'm ready to get the right. tattoo. Uh, future Super Bowl champs. No, I'm just kidding. I think you're going to get uh, a get elbow drop from the top rope through the table. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Bill's Mafia. Bill's Mafia. I think. I think they're going to be a little bit more higher scoring. I think this game could be like 34, 24 bills. Um, That's how I see this playing out. I think they score a couple of touchdowns, maybe like four of them. Um, So we'll see this game's that game's going to be a lot of fun. The the last game was a lot of fun to watch. And then Chris, let's move on. Let's go to Sunday. Sunday. We've got a game that could get ugly quick, or it could be the surprise of the week. We don't really know what we're going to get. We've got my Philadelphia Eagles, Traveling to Tampa to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady, the ageless wonder. I mean, I don't know what this line's at. I don't think it's enough points, but do you think the Eagles even have a chance to beat the Buccaneers? I mean, sure, they have a chance. It's the NFL. Yeah. I mean, they can win. You know, you never know what's going to happen. But will they win? I don't know, man. Tom Brady, playoffs. I know he, he has some injuries. Like, Godwin's out for the year. We all know what happened to Antonio Brown. <laughs> I think Fournette's coming back. Uh, so, he still has Gronk. Yep. And uh, Mike Evans. Yeah. So, I think, you know, a lot of people think it's going to be a blowout. But I think it's going to be closer than people think. So, I, I'm going to pick the Buccaneers. But I have them winning by six. Okay. You got the Bucks by six. Like I said, I haven't looked mm-hmm. at the spreads. So I don't care uh, right now. I, I've i got the Bucks in a blowout. And it hurts me to say this. Rana, if you're listening, I love the Eagles. I love you. But, you know, this, this might be it. This might be our last hurrah. Jalen Hurts may have taken us as far as he can. Tom Brady, even out without A.B. or Godwin to kind of run those intermediate routes and possess the ball in the middle of the field, he's built some chemistry with those young receivers, the guys that he didn't trust before. And listen, when you have Mike Evans on the outside and you just got to hope Darius Slay has the game of his life because if he doesn't, yeah. if Gronk or Evans gets going, it's a wrap. It could be a blowout. So I've got Tampa winning this game by two touchdowns. I don't think it's going to be close. I'll be watching it. I'll be rooting for my guys. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I eat egg. I mean, I hope I get well, egg on my face. But yeah. Well, I mean, the Eagles, I think they do have the number one rushing offense in the league. So if they can somehow, you know, keep it out of the Tom Brady's hands, 
keep the game close. I mean, they have a chance. You know, even even with uh, their starters not playing, uh, Gainwell had what 150 something yards against the Cowboys starters. Yeah, yeah, they've got Which, some nice schemes going. They've got some good blocking. The exactly. offensive line has been playing really, really well. You know, exactly. You still have Kelsey. <laughs> Well, we have Kelsey, we have Lane Johnson, we have Jordan Mailata, who has come in to play left tackle after all these years of Jason Peters being the face and then becoming an old liability on the left side. We have Jordan Mailata. He is an Australian rugby player that we drafted three (laughs) years ago as a project, Chris. This man is 6'9 and like 360 pounds. I'm not even joking. He's the largest man I've ever seen. And Howie Roseman took him. He had never played American football in his life and has turned him into a left tackle. And he is turning into an all-star. So, you know, shout out Mylotta. Um, shout out Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey. They're still doing the thing. Devontae Smith is absolutely electric for the Eagles. So we did the right thing in drafting him. But I'm going to stand by what I said. I think Tom Brady is too much of a veteran, and he's going to find the holes in the defense and just pick them apart. I think Tom Brady's a vampire. That dude doesn't age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he might be drinking some blood, man. Somebody needs to, you know, something like that. Yeah. DNA test that, man. Right. 40, 44 years old and playing in the NFL at a high level at yeah, quarterback. <laughs> doesn't make any sense. But he also doesn't take uh, senseless hits. He's the opposite of Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow gets hit like 40 times a game. Tom Brady never gets hit. But let's keep moving. Let's go on to. <laughs> This, this one looks like a mismatch on paper. The Sunday night game, we've got the Pittsburgh Steelers against the Kansas City Chiefs. This game is in KC. The Chiefs have been one of the best teams all year long. They started out slow. They honestly were in the last place in their division. Everybody panicked, and then they did what they do. And here we are. The Chiefs won their division. They're hosting the Steelers, who got in on the like the last minute of the Chargers-Raiders game, managed to get in somehow. Chris, I'm at a loss for words because I, I'm still confused how the Steelers are in the playoffs. The Ravens had like the Ravens needed to win one out of like their last seven games and they would have been in. But yeah, uh, we saw what happened. They just continued to lose. Too many injuries yeah, piled really. up. Exactly. Yeah, and, this and, the new format makes no sense. <laughs> no, the new format's a little interesting. It's, you know, with, with the seventh seed. But now we have the Steelers playing the Chiefs. We saw what the Chiefs did earlier in the year. Do you think this this one's going to be any different, or is it going to be more of the same? Well, common sense says that the Chiefs are going to, like, annihilate them. But it's a new season, and they're saying this is Big Ben's last game. I don't think it's going to be his last game. I think they go to Arrowhead. Wow. Lay it on the Chiefs. Wow. Pressure Mahomes and come out of Arrowhead with the victory. Keep in mind, Tyreek was is a little injured and banged up too. So, Wow. That's I think not- TJ Watt's going to have a field day. That might be the – that might be one of the top five craziest things I've heard you say this season. <laughs> I'm going with the Steelers, man. I think they're going to take out the Chiefs. I could be wrong. I'm probably wrong, but <laughs> well, but I think they, uh, you know, they snuck in. No one's giving them, them them a chance. The Chiefs are probably overlooking them. 
it could happen. Anything can happen. It's any given Sunday. They've made movies about this, and mm-hmm. we see some really strange things in the NFL that make you kind of scratch your head. So I don't think it's going to happen because one thing you forgot about is that they still have Ben Roethlisberger playing quarterback. And as awesome <laughs> as Deontay Johnson is and Najee Harris is and Mike Tomlin is and Minka Fitzpatrick and TJ Watt, Roethlisberger at this point is a serious liability. Like I would take – Almost every other quarterback ahead of him, except for I maybe think, Tyrod Taylor. I think they're going to find a time machine for this one game, and Big Ben's going to come out and play like he, like he did in like two thousand seven, two thousand eight. <laughs> wow, just like a I think he's going to have back. one last, yeah, one last hurrah for Big Ben. It can happen. I mean, if it does, that would make that game a lot of fun to watch. Like if this turns into. You know, just a throwback for the ages and the Steelers shocked the world, you know, then shout out Steelers Nation. But, well, yeah, I mean, it's not like the Steelers defense is awful. I mean, they have a good defense. Well, yeah, I mean, when you have Minka Fitzpatrick and TJ Watt, you've got a chance. Like, plug in the rest exactly. of the guys around them, you've got a chance. Those are two very good players. So we'll see, man. That makes it interesting. I'm definitely going to watch that game now. Uh, with a little bit closer eye because I thought this one was going to be a blowout. You see it differently. You see it as a competitive game. That's what America wants, really, a competitive game. So last but not least, we get bonus football. We have a Monday night playoff game for the first time that I can remember, and we get treated to the Cardinals and the Rams. These two teams are both teams that started out very strong, faltered a little bit down the stretch. They're division rivals. I don't have a clue who's going to win this game. Who do you like? I, it's a toss-up for me as well. Like, it's hard to – I think they split the series uh, during the regular season. So, I would have to say the Rams have the better overall team, and I think the Rams are not going to be too happy after that Niners loss. So, I think they they beat Arizona. I think they take them out. It's going to I... be 35-31. to 31 final score i like that score we've seen that matthew stafford and cooper cup can score points in bunches Mm -hmm. and we know that kyler murray can do the same i don't know that the cardinals will ever be the same without deandre hopkins and i think that that's the x factor here i think you're right i think the i think the coaching of sean mcveigh beats cliff kingsbury yes and i think that not having deandre hopkins as a safety net and an all-around awesome receiver for Kyler Murray is going to be just enough to have them lose this game. So exactly. I mean, AJ Green's uh, old, uh, so he's not the same AJ Green. And who who else do you have? Kristen Kirk. Yeah. James Conner. Is Chase Edmonds back? Uh, He might be, but you know, I don't think it's going to matter. I think the Rams are just better plain and simple. But you yeah. never know in these divisional games. Anything like Seattle took out Arizona in a must-win game from Arizona. If Arizona won, they would have uh, they would have won the division. So, but that adds that adds the fuel to my the Rams are going to win fire. I just think, like you said, the Rams are going to be pissed after they blew that game against the Niners. But mm-hmm. luckily, they were still in the playoffs, and the the Cardinals have looked anything but good. I mean, they lost to a Seattle team that's had like two wins on the year. I mean. You know, yeah. So. I I just don't think the the Cardinals uh, 
can out physical the Rams in this game. So I think the Rams are going to take them. I agree. I agree, man. I'm excited. There's a lot to look forward to. Chris, I know you've got to go drink some wine or eat some food or whatever you do out there in California. No idea. Enjoy, enjoy <laughs> the nice air, weather. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it is pretty nice today. A high of like 60 degrees. I'll take it. Yeah, it must be nice. We've got a brisk and cool 49 here. We're looking at a potential snowfall tomorrow or the next day. So Really? With 49, that's a good number. That's a sign. 49, baby. <laughs> 49 yeah. years. Hey, Minor 49ers. You know, it could be worse. I mean, you could be up north and like negative 20 or something like that. Yeah, I'll pass. I'm not trying to move to Canada, yeah. bro. I'm all set. No, no, yeah. Stick all to right, the man. south. Well, bro, thank you for joining me, Chris. This was our special Niners Cowboys preview podcast. He's been asking me to do this. I'm glad we could do it. We gave you a little bit of bonus breakdown of the playoffs. Chris, my friend, I appreciate you joining me, man. Uh, thanks for having me on, Rob. I appreciate it. All right, man. Bang, bang, Niner gang. Bang, bang. Bang.